Try this again. Hey, Peppin. Yo, yo. You know, I've been thinking a lot lately about um, tiny humans. Tiny humans? Like little people? No, not like little people. Like you're, that one time you went on a date. Like uh, little ones that cry and they crap their pants and you gotta change them. Okay, what's this whole date story? That was from a previous episode. You'll have to go back and listen to it to find out. But I'm talking about babies. I hate babies. You know, we did have one conversation about babies, but we were just trying to figure out if babies were stupid or not. They're so fucking dumb. But I think we should have a more serious conversation about whether we actually want children in our own lives and what that would mean for us and whatever else we talk about. That all sounds very terrifying, but, you know, might as well. We need to talk. Welcome back. So glad you guys could join us. I am here once again with my best friend, Nathan Pepin. How's it going, Pepin? Yo, yo, I'm doing well. I'm here in my house. I guess I don't have a house. It's an apartment, but it's okay because I'm here. But how are you, Steve? Are you doing well? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks so much. You know, uh, at meetings at work, sometimes I put on this voice specifically when I'm doing uh, pre- presenting of some sort. And when I do, people are like, wow, you could have a podcast or wow, you could be an announcer. And I'm like, yeah, I do do both of those things, actually. <laughs> and it always blows their mind. <laughs> it's like uh, I was talking to someone about music and like how like uh, it, it's like I like playing guitar and stuff. And like, they're like, oh, you should create music. I'm like, I do. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite's when someone's like, so where can I listen to your podcast? And since I have to work with them, I say, you'll have to find it because I'm not telling you. Yeah, yep. Yep. I've been doing these videos and it's like, one of my colleagues is kind of interested. I mean, not wanting to check it out really, but just kind of see like what I'm doing exactly. And it's like, oh yeah, just, just search my name. You'll find it eventually. Like, I'm not going to give you the link. Like, you're going to really dig if you want to hear some of the stuff I do on my free time. I've seen some of the announcing. It's uh, very interesting. Like, I wasn't aware of this whole, what's, what's it called? Uh, sports? What's, what's the word called? I mean, it's eSports. Yeah. Shoutcasting. Is that what it's called? Oh, okay. Um, well, shoutcasting is kind of like uh, just general play-by-play, but that's kind of on the radio. It's on the radio when you do a play-by-play of a whole, like, football game, say. Um, that would be shoutcasting. It's like just saying what you're seeing. So is that what you're doing, or is it a little bit different? Mine's a little bit more intricate because uh, I'm trying to. I'm calling a game, so I'm doing the play-by-play, but I'm also giving color in between and mentioning things that, um, like strategy or uh, adding in like little bits of knowledge here and there, things like that. Bringing up stats. That's all color. That's all flavor added, um, rather than just straight shoutcasting. Ah, that's very cool. So, so it's a little bit different than shellcasting, but it's commentary. But, uh, you know, what made me bring this uh, topic up of babies was that you were talking about uh, pounding the tuna earlier or pounding the sushi or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I pounded some sushi tonight. Yeah. How was it? Uh, real good. They they make it real moist nowadays. Oh. And uh, just suck that bad boy down. Raw? 
Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it's sushi, bro. <laughs> and uh, just a nice, it was good, you know, good stuff. I've never had sushi. I don't want to. It sounds kind of gross. Oh, no, it's it's actually really, really good. I like fish as it is. Um, so when I get a chance, I'll just pound a little sushi and get some wasabi in there. Spice it up. That was a terrible sound. Don't. That was the sushi. <laughs> oh, oh, was that really sushi? <laughs> no, that was my mouth. Oh, oh, fuck. That was terrifying. Okay, I won't do that anymore. So, <laughs> babies. you were. I was talking about pounding the sushi, and then you're like, we should talk about babies. So, can you please connect those dots for me? Well, okay, so sushi is a metaphor for fish. Fish is babies. But really, I brought it up because uh, I was just hanging out with a friend, and he has a baby now. And it's like, holy fuck, he has a baby now. What the fuck's going on? So what does that mean for when you guys are hanging out? Can you only hang out at Chuck E. Cheese? Uh, well, it's actually other places we can hang out, like the playground. Okay. Yep. Yeah. It's a little creepy hanging out with some other dude at the playground with a kid, but, you know. It's what Why you is do. that creepy? Because oh, there's that whole, like, stereotype of, like, uh, you know, it's okay for, like, a mother and a father to be at the park. I, I guess it's a two, like, a gay, a gay couple. That's also fine. But it's just, like, some, like, I'd be, like, a third wheel there, and it'd be a little, like, The awkward. third wheel between your friend and the baby. You're the third wheel. I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't want to take someone away from their baby, do you? But then again, babies suck, so maybe you're doing them a favor. It's not two men and a baby. It's three men and a baby. If there's not three men and a baby, it's inappropriate. Oh, like Full House. <laughs> Just like Full House. You see how that all connects? Full House was three men and a baby. That movie, Three Men and a Baby, was three men and a baby starring Ted Danson as the baby. Mm-hmm. But something that's got me thinking is, well, I've had conversations with um, coworkers and friends about babies, about whether I want them or not. And it's like, I don't. Uh, like, I, 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 like, on a daily basis, I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm so glad I don't have a baby. But then I have these moments where it's like I wake up and I'm like, you know, maybe a baby might be nice. Or it's like maybe I see a really cute baby that day. I'm like, wow, I kind of want one myself. And it's like, what's wrong with you, Nate? Don't have those thoughts. Those thoughts are terrible. Because, like, say, 95% of my waking life, I'm just, like, not wanting babies. But 5%, I do. And it's like, no, no. So your no, biological no. clock is ticking. Well, I guess. I mean, not my biological clock, because I could have a baby when I'm 60 if I want, most likely. I mean, medical technology kind of does it. But, yeah, yeah, there's that thing in my body saying, uh, have a baby soon, because otherwise, uh, you know, I might not have one. I might die. Because otherwise, you may be the only 50-year-old parent at the child's kindergarten recital. That would be kind of fun, though. I mean, and you'd be 60 years old in their homecoming dance. Are you the grandpa? Nope, I'm the father. <laughs> yep, I'm the grandpa. I am a grandfather. <laughs> I'm such a grandfather. This is nothing. Um, so, <laughs> I, no, I mean, I completely honestly, like, I've had a lot of those same, uh, I'll, I'll say, pangs um, of, like, what, being like, I mean, a baby would be kind of cool. Like, having a kid. It's, but it's like, do you also get that kind of like a rebuttal? Like, no, there goes all my money. There goes all my ambition, all my drive. Everything would be devoted to this baby. Because it's like, I would probably be a good father. And I'd be a good father because I would be worried I was going to fuck this child up. And so my whole waking life would be devoted to not fucking up this child. And then there, there goes everything. And then you definitely will fuck them up. Yeah, yeah. Because trying not to fuck them up will fuck them up. So there's like a no win there. No, I don't really have, I mean, I have, 
I have less of the aversion, I think, than you do. I think yours is like a knee-jerk reaction. As soon as you think about having a baby, you're instantly like, actually, no, never mind. Is that accurate? Yeah, well, it does think about all the hassle with it. It's the same reason why I don't really want a pet. I mean, sometimes I think maybe a cat would be cool. But usually when I'm thinking about pets, I'm thinking about, like, cleaning up their shit and kind of dealing with their annoyances when they get kind of, like, needy or when they just, like, want to start barking up a storm or just crashing the uh, the carpet and stuff like that. It's like, I, I think I think of all the pains that go with it. And also when they die, it's kind of like, fuck, you just died. I mean, hopefully the baby wouldn't die, but, you know, you get my point. Got it right up until the last part. But, no, I'm, I'm definitely with you. Like, I think about the aversion to a, a, a bit. But more than anything, I think that with like without a partner, I'm not interested in having a kid. Like, I I don't want one so bad that I'm willing to take that on myself. I think that uh, having having a partner to help raise a child would be completely key, and I wouldn't want to be solely responsible for instilling everything into an individual. I would want there to be some sort of a balance, you know. It's kind of hard to do that as a man too. Because, like, the way, I mean, technically the legal system is kind of uh, open-ended in this kind of way, but in practice they kind of lean more towards the mother, which I think makes sense because the mother birthed them to have that more of that natural connection. But if you want to be a single father, that's a lot harder to do. It's a lot harder to get that situation kind of uh, bolstered. I mean, unless the wife or girlfriend or whoever it was at the time just is like, no, you have it. I don't want it. I'll birth it, though. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, adoption's always an option oh, too. Yeah. Like, I have okay. no, I, I'm not against adoption in by any means if if that's what, um, what the cards held or what the best option was. I didn't to consider adoption. My main issue with adoption is I'd be really picky because with adoption you want to like look for the child that's in need, but I'd just be looking for the child that was the least fucked up and m- most likely to succeed. And you know, it's not like doing the child that much good. So you would be looking for a cash cow. <laughs> No, but <laughs> which one of you is a golden goose? I'm going with the good one. The I'm going with the okay, Asian. I wouldn't be doing it for any like tax monetary purposes or anything like that. Wait, okay, hold on. Tax. That's what you're going at, though, right? Getting at right though, like no, no, I'm getting at that. Eventually, they will succeed and be able to let you sit on your laurels while they earn the money. Okay, this is a great idea. I like that idea right there. Because that that <laughs> like you're investing in them, therefore investing in yourself. Who has the best chance of being a baseball star? That's the okay, one I want. Okay, this this I can get behind. Okay, uh, trying to get tax money off it. No, that's not not my thing. But trying to like get them to be a baseball star or maybe just make millions of dollars and then I just get the the subsidies or the residues from that. That sounds great. All right, I have a really good idea, Nate. You and I are going to go in on what we're going to call a joint venture. We're going to invest in the um, adoption. I almost said purchase. <laughs> the adoption of 15 different children. We're going to pick the best 15 from the local scouting areas, um, child homes, uh, the judicial system, you know, all the good ones. And then all, only one of them has to make it big. The other 14 can be nothing, but only one of them has to make it, and then we're set. Okay, okay. And I think between both of you and I's income and our um, dad qualities, we're going to really make a go of this. So it's kind of like playing the lottery, but with people. It's kind of like playing the lottery, but with people's lives. This sounds amazing. 
Yeah, but it's just babies' lives. Okay, babies don't. Yeah, they don't matter. I mean, okay. So there's here's a conundrum for you. Let's say that there's like a a train, and the train's gonna you know go down this railroad track, and there's gonna be like a split in it, and there's a baby on one side, and there's like a full grown person on the other. Which way do you put it? Uh, I do nothing. Okay, I like that answer. Uh, I would put it towards the baby because like the baby doesn't mean shit in it right now. I mean. I mean, maybe you could say the person has some chance of escaping and the baby doesn't, so maybe it makes more sense to put it towards the person. But the person already has, like, all these qualities. It's kind of built up wealth, a family, all sorts of stuff. This baby has not done anything for the world. It's just kind of like a drain. I'm not, I'm not saying kill babies or anything like that, but I'm saying, like, you know, if you're comparing a baby against, like, a full-grown person, this full-grown person is far more useful and valuable than a baby. What's, what's a baby going to do? You know, we're being very tongue-in-cheek right now. I think it's important at the 13-minute mark of this episode that we remind people that we're, of course, don't hate babies. Well, I kind of do, though, because, uh, okay, I saw a baby just, like, half an hour ago, and this baby was super cute. And you'd be think, huh, do I want a baby? And then I'm like, no, fuck babies. Because in order to not make myself want a baby, I have to, like, take my hatred of babies and just amplify it, because otherwise I might end up with a baby. And what's so wrong with that? It would be terrible for my financial health, my mental health, my sleep, just everything. Yeah, but imagine you have a scale, right? And you put all of those things that you're saying you would be sacrificing on one side of the scale. Then you put the baby on the other. Which do you think is going to go down further? Let me tell you, the baby's going down. It's like the baby is going to take all those other things, push it down. This other stuff's going to come up, hit me in the face. And then it's left with a plate full of shit. Well, no, because the baby's the only thing that's like a physical thing, and the rest is kind of like ideas. Oh, okay. This is the metaphor. Okay. Okay. Well, now it's literal. <laughs> I took the metaphor and made it literal. No, but like, I think the idea that like uh, you have a, a lifelong bond, you have um, something greater than yourself to invest in, like, is that not worth more than your own financial success? Like the the well being and and growth and success of another human being that relies only on you i mean there's that argument and i i think this this is where things get confusing because i don't doubt if i had a baby i would feel fulfilled that there would be this sense of like oh yeah this is what life is actually about but the problem is you know i don't feel that now and those feelings i'm not gonna say they're manufactured but it's kind of like, you no, know, th- those feelings occur that way you don't just, like, drop the baby and just kind of just, like, you know, abandon it. Because, you know, y- every single one of our ancestors has reproduced in the past. If we didn't reproduce and have, you know, a baby that, you know, also reproduced, then we'd be the one failure in our genetic lineage. So there's a lot there riding on us to, you know, carry this kid to fruition. And what I'm saying is there's a biological kind of nature that gets implemented when you have a kid like that and it's getting implemented now with these kind of thoughts of like oh man maybe a kid would be nice but it's 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 separating the biology from myself which maybe you can't do maybe you can't do i don't know but it's a mess of thoughts essentially i mean i i just vehemently disagree with the concept that if you don't reproduce it's a failure in your genetic line like the you have a, a family tree right you take a tree the trunk the majority is going to continue to rise and grow upward but what's a tree without branches 
you need branches that are going to bud off and they will bloom and they will be beautiful flowers and then they will die and the next year they will bloom again. I think that the 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 sticks, the twigs, the branches off of the tree are equally as important as the core trunk itself. You can be a limb, Nathan, and still be a success, still be an integral part of your lineage, of your tree. See, I'm fine being a failure for my genes. That That's fine with me, but the genes aren't fine with it. Like, it, it's cool if I don't reproduce. It's cool if I even don't help my my uh, genetically related offspring. So, like, my cousin or my... Is it my cousin? No, my... So it's, it's even fine if I don't help, say, my cousin, you know, because if I don't myself have an offspring, maybe I help my family because they're related to me in some way, like my cousin or, like, uh... I don't know what what's there besides a cousin. Don't you or have a second cousin? Don't you have a nephew? Oh my god, I get nephew. That's your brother's kid. Yeah, hold on. So there's the argument that maybe if I don't help my own offspring, I can help my brother's offspring or my cousin's offspring or my just my cousin in general. And there's ways I can contribute to the genetic lineage, which you're kind of making that case. But you know, it's kind of like I don't care to like on a on like a psychological, cognitive, personal level. Now emotionally or like kind of uh the undercurrent is kind of like yeah you know maybe i should do that or maybe i should reproduce myself who knows but i'm being very abstract right here what i want you to do is i want you to bloom into a beautiful budding flower and then in time take shape as the fruit of the tree as the apple itself and eventually you'll fall from that tree from that limb and you'll fall to the ground and you'll decay and you will in that way produce the necessary elements for that tree to grow even further or for another tree to grow. And what I'm talking about there, of course, is porn. <laughs> so you could go pretty far with that. So porn encourages people to have sex because they see it and they're like, oh, yeah, I want to fuck. So porn stars are creating life each and every day porn stars are the overabundance of fruit decaying <laughs> at the base of trees in an orchard <laughs> that's what i'm saying nathan and you could be that this is a beautiful metaphor this is this is not where i expected to go now porn stars who have kids that one's fucked up if i was a porn star and i had a kid like how could I explain to my daughter that, yes, daddy does have an eight-inch dick? <laughs> One video at a time. <laughs> I'm sure she's finding herself in time, Nathan. <laughs> okay, that was Actually, really that's not color. That's not true because, like, the... Um, like, the, the amount of porn on the internet now, you'll, you would never find... The chances you would find a specific video from, say... 20 years ago, 15 years ago, pretty, pretty low. Especially since it won't be in VR. And, like, who watches porn not in VR anymore in the year 2030? Do you watch VR porn? No, I don't have a VR headset. But what I'm saying is that in 10, 15, 20 years, the whole landscape of whatever we do now for entertainment will be, like, trying to watch a black and white. Uh, well, actually, it'll probably be more like trying to um, trying to listen to an old radio program 
It's like no one's going to do that anymore. And the people who do are fucking nerds. You didn't raise no nerd. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's giving me a lot of interesting advancements in sexual technology, kind of like you're suggesting. I mean, they already have, like, these robotic sex dolls, which are becoming more and more of a thing. And VR is another big avenue. And one interesting thing with that is uh, there's, I'm not going to say a lot of girls, but there's a, a decent number who are getting jealous of these kind of VR experiences that people are having. Because, like, one person on the, a Reddit thread was making their experience known. Like, they had a VR headset, and they did some VR porn, and they brought this, like, special flashlight that's supposed to feel super like a vagina. And so they, they used it, and it actually kind of tricked their brain into thinking they were getting, like, uh, actually having sex with this woman on the VR headset. And then some of the comments said, that's not right, that's kind of, like, cheating. And I don't think it is, but... Uh, we get into this kind of weird world of what's cheating, what's not. I think that's a that's like a personal conversation to be had with your partner. Uh, it's like, hey, if I fuck this flashlight and look at another girl in a virtual reality, and I'm really wishing I was actually doing that, and I actually think I am, is that cheating? Mm-hmm. You just gotta phrase it right. <laughs> but you could also get into like conversations where. Okay, let's say you don't say that's cheating, but let's say that you are in some like online MMORPG, but it has these kind of sexual interfaces and that's him sort of way, where maybe it's not the main point in the game, maybe it is, but uh, you can actually talk to uh, women who are like real women, but say halfway around the world, and you can have virtual sex with them and actually like have some sort of like uh, inter-sensation stimulation, so you can, you know, Maybe there's some sort of like thing you can grab, and that will, will kind of transfer over to her, and she can grab your thing, and it transfers over to you. And is that cheating? Because to me, that seems a bit more on the side of cheating there. If there's an actual other person on the other end. I mean, uh, it's all like the definition of cheating. I would say, yeah. I mean, you can you can cheat without ever touching anybody. I think that there's a lot more that goes into it, but that's all up to like what you and your partner agree is I, I think that's like such a super important conversation to have with your partner to be like all right are we mutually exclusive what does that mean um and just make sure that you're you're on the same page i, I think a lot of people have the assumption that we feel the same way about what cheating is and that ends up not being the case and it hurts a lot of people yeah it's true i mean one example that comes to mind which is like a modern kind of like, like it's, it's a modern issue where uh, people go to strip clubs and some people, if you get a lap dance, they consider that cheating. And, you know, a lot of couples wouldn't see it that way. But, uh, you, you know, I'm not going to say those people who say it's cheating are necessarily wrong. But it's like those terms have to be established in the relationship in order to, like, really navigate it that well. Absolutely. I got a question. What if, uh, okay, Google Glass, right? You're wearing your uh, augmented reality glasses, and you're fucking your girlfriend and the argument augmentation that's happening is it's somebody else's face over her face is that cheating well i mean no so there's like two analogous situations there i mean maybe not completely analogous but somewhat analogous so uh, one is you're f- fucking somebody and then instead of thinking about them you're thinking about say some other person like that's not cheating i mean that's not polite or that's not i know it's not polite <laughs> like 
but you know, it's yeah, yeah. That, that's you're not wrong. It's just fun. It's just funny the way you phrased it. That's but, not polite. <laughs> but the, the other thing, and this is there's been some threads on this as well. Uh, I don't think it's too common, but some people like when they're having sex with their girlfriends, they'll be watching porn on their phone, and that's kind of weird. I mean. Like, you're having sex, but you're watching porn, so you're, you know, it's, you're not getting off on your girlfriend. I mean, I guess you are, kind of, but, like, I don't, I'm not sure what that's about, but, uh... I don't know. You know, I, I could see some... I wouldn't say it's cheating. I don't think anyone would say it's cheating, but it's definitely kind of like, you know, you're not going to pay attention to me. Like, I think that gripe would be... I think it would make sense to complain about that. Which is more cheating? Fucking your girlfriend while staring at another girl in the room with you, or <laughs> fucking the other girl while staring at your girlfriend. Uh, I th- I think fucking well the other the other one because fucking your girlfriend staring at another girl is it, is this other girl naked? Yeah yeah yeah. The idea is that you're imagining you're fucking her. So oh I think actually fucking her is worse. <laughs> but right. but when you're actually fucking her. You're imagining fucking your girlfriend. That's romantic. Well, maybe you're not, like, though. baby, maybe. I was fucking her, but I was thinking about you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, I think I'd be thinking about, like, uh, stacking them or kind of fucking them both at the same time. Stacking them. Oh, my God, the way you... Wow, your phrasing is fucking on point tonight. I'd be thinking about stacking them like a fucking... <laughs> like a Lay's potato chip. Uh, like Pringles. Once you pop, okay. you can't stop. I... <laughs> Once you pussy pop, you won't stop. All right. This is awful. Awful there... content. What if you um, get her pregnant and you have a baby together? You know, I haven't really thought about that. And give me a little bit here to think about it. Uh, I think we're going to spread this up into two while I think on this question. And next week, we'll talk about the pregnancy even more. Oh, God. Horrifying. And we're going to talk, because we need to talk, because this is what we do, because it's the podcast. We need to talk. Talk to you then. This is Supernaut. This is Forrest. This is Nate. This is Unqualified Networks. Unqualified, unprepared, and unafraid to say what we think. You can find more at podcastnh.com.